Hello everyone, it's uh, me, Zaid again, back with this week's episode of TeenCast. Um, today is the 24th of November, 2019, and yeah, let's uh, start it out. Um, I'll start by saying that next week I will actually have a guest. Like, I really, I know I said that previously and I didn't have a guest this week, but next week I will actually have a guest. Um, so get excited for that. <laughs> but yeah, this week... Um, Instead of doing my favorite track of this week, I'm just going to be talking about two albums that I really enjoyed. One of them actually came out this week, and one of them I found this week, but I just I just really had to talk about it. So uh, without further ado, let's, uh, let's kind of get into it. So for the first album, it is called Lullabies for the Broken Brain, and that's by Quell Chris. <laughs> Interesting name. But wow, this album was amazing. When I first listened to it, uh, I don't even remember how I stumbled upon it, but I found it and I listened to the first song. Um, the first song is called Open the Brain, and immediately I was blown away. Like, it was immediate. Uh, the This album is kind of like a alternative, ambient, um, kind of, I don't really know what to call the genre. Um, it's very, it's kind of like lo-fi if you listen to lo-fi music. Uh, it's kind of in the same vein, but it's very sample heavy. Um, in all the songs, he samples from something else, and these samples are very, very strange. They go from video games, like in the opening track. I think he samples from um, Metal Gear Solid. Um, he samples from cartoons. Um, I think he samples from a Coca-Cola commercial in the ending, in the last, um, the last song it's just crazy his samples are all incredibly diverse but the way that he integrates them into the music is so seamless uh it's it's really amazing so to kind of give you what a feel uh what it's about it doesn't really have any specific elements because there's no really vocals it's just instrumentals um but through the throughout the course of the album he does use the samples to convey some messages. Um, like, for example, there's a part where he's talking about um, how everything made now is junk, and it's a joke made from an old cartoon character. Um, and I don't think that he meant it legit, legitimately. It was kind of like more of a criticism of people who criticize things. But yeah, um, he also samples, um, as I said, from Metal Gear Solid, I think when um, he's trying to get into a gate and he keeps talking about how it's electrified, uh, it's really strange. He he samples from like people talking about things coming back from the dead. That's a reoccurring theme, I guess, in the music. Um, death, kind of reanimation, like eating people. <laughs> he talks about that a couple of times, uh, <laughs> which I, I, I always think is kind of funny. But in the context of this, uh, the music, it's very serious. Um, the tone of the music is very kind of like low and slow and very kind of chaotic, but a bit sad also. Um, it's the type of music that you can really like study to, or I personally, I use it to write because it doesn't distract you from what you're doing. Rather, it just enhances kind of like your, your thinking. I don't know. At least that's what it does for me. Um, so if you like alternative or ambient music or you really like that lo-fi music maybe lo-fi hip-hop it's definitely not lo-fi hip-hop 
But if you like lo-fi hip-hop, you might consider giving this a listen. Um, some of the best songs, in my opinion, were um, Open the Brain, um, M39, uh, Mad Hatton, and Midnight Double Feature. Those are some of the songs I really, really enjoyed. But I actually really liked all of them. So if you're going to listen to the album, just listen to it the whole way through. Um, it's 30 minutes long. Um, but each track is around one to two minutes long. So that means that there's a really long track list, but the album itself isn't too lengthy. It doesn't feel drawn out at all. It just flows together very well. All the songs kind of merge seamlessly. So it kind of, when you listen to it, it's like listening to one very long song with different, with small chunks, you know? Uh, and I really like that. It's an album that whenever I'm trying to do something, I can just pop it on, not worry about the track list, not worry about any low points, and just listen all the way through. And so I was kind of interested that I found this. It came out in 2016. I don't even know what I was doing. I think I was randomly scrolling through Spotify, and I got recommended this, and I was like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. And the reason why it looked interesting was the album art. Oh, the album art is amazing. Uh, take a look at that too. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Spotify for recommending, like, a really interesting album that I really really enjoyed so just listen to the whole thing that was um lullabies for the broken brain by quell chris uh and that's quell spelled q-u-e-l-l-e yes it's very strange I know <laughs> um okay so moving on to the second album this album actually did come out this week um it's a love letter to you for by trippy red yes I think this album was very interesting. I've been looking forward to this album ever since the release of Exclamation Point, which was his, well, Exclamation Mark, rather, which was his last um, album. Uh, it was very bad. <laughs> but ever since that album, I've been looking forward to his next release. Um, and so I was really excited to find out about Love Loaded E4, and so I've kind of been waiting for it ever since. And it came out last Friday. And as soon as it came out, I listened to it all the way through and listened to it over and over again throughout the entire day. And I have mixed feelings about it. Um, there are some songs that I think really show off what Trippy can do. And a lot of people kind of hate on him because of his style. But there are a lot of songs on this album that really show off his versatility and just how well he can do when given the chance, you know. Um, but along with these really really high points there are also really really low points and those low points usually come in the choice of poor hooks like really cheesy lines and very bad features those are the three things that kind of ruin a trippy song for me and so i'll go into those a little bit later um but yeah i think trippy kind of like figured out his formula like really what he's trying to do a lot better on this album I don't know if I like it more than a Love Letter D3, but I have to listen to both again completely just to kind of decide. Um, but anyway, so as for the songs that I really liked, um, there were there, there were a fair amount that I really liked. This was a pretty decently sized album. Um, the first song was called Luray, um, was amazing. I really, really liked it. Um, I don't know if it's really like obviously it's a song but it's more of like a spoken word um passage the first part of the song is just him talking about this relationship with he that he had with this person 
um and how kind of like regretful of it and how how much he realized that it wasn't a good relationship after the fact he kind of talks about how he wasn't like he wasn't really looking for love he was just looking for less pain that he felt like while being lonely um and he talks about how this person really like he was the one who carried the relationship i think at one point he says like when i was with you you were a genius but now that i'm not you have to live your life as an idiot which is kind of goofy and kind of corny but i it, it kind of spoke to me <laughs> i guess so so <clears throat> loray was a really good song and it kind of does set the tone for the rest of the album the whole album is very lovesick very sing-songy a very heartfelt um, there are a couple breaks on that, especially with his features. I'll get into that a little later. But I think overall, the kind of lovesickness of the album is very touching. I liked it a lot. Um, so I think the songs that I really liked were Luray, as I said. Um, Who Needs Love? This song had a really, really, really good like firework sampling that was throughout it. And I, I thought it was amazing. Um, Love Me More, which was one of the singles that he came out before this, before the entire album was released. Uh, Six Kiss, which features um, Juice World. Uh, Trippy and Juice World go very, very well together. Um, they complement each other very well. And the instrumental for this song was awesome. I, I loved it so much. Um, Till the End of Time, which is probably my favorite song on the entire album. The vocals and the hook and the chorus on this song all so well made and his singing is very concentrated and very emotional and it, it's great i really like that song so if you're gonna listen to anything listen to till the end of the time i think um and also can you rap like me which was the closer on the album it's really trippy trying his hand at uh being a fast very clever rapper which he doesn't do too often and i don't think he did it very poorly here he actually did okay um i think it, there were some points where it got kind of goofy and his flow got caught up a little bit but overall i thought it was a pretty good song and so i liked it a bit um but yeah i think that overall i think the album was very very good um the high points were incredibly high um the low points weren't so low that it brought down the quality of the entire album but i think I think it was I think it was a pretty good um, pretty good one. Um, so there are some songs, some low points like "This Ain't That," that you know, the feature with a uh, Lil Mosey. I did not think that went over very well. Uh, it was kind of cheesy, and I don't know how well Lil Mosey works with Trippy Red, um, and also the Lil Yachty feature. Um, that one, RMP, not 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 the best work. Overall. I think it was still a very good album. I enjoyed it a whole lot. I recommend you listen to it if you like trap, if you like kind of uh, sad trap emo rap, I guess, uh, like in the vein of Trippy Red, Juice World, X. Um, I think you'll really enjoy this album. I don't know if it's better than A Love Letter to You 3, but that remains to be decided. <laughs> okay, so those are the two albums that I really wanted to talk about this week. And just because I'm really in the mood of talking about music, uh, this episode, I'm just going to talk a little bit more about music. Not specifically about like songs, but just what they mean to me. Um, and maybe to a lot of you, you know? 
I think that nowadays, especially with the easy access to music through streaming services like Spotify, and also it's really, really easy to pirate music. Not that you should, but if you wanted to, it wouldn't really give you much issue. Um, everyone has access to music, and I think that's an amazing thing because music can connect literally anyone. It's amazing how many times I've like spoken to someone and I realize we have the same taste in music and then we just talk about artists we like and we listen to music together and it kind of creates this this connection that I really wouldn't be able to have another way. I think out of the major arts, I guess, yeah, the major arts, like there's like movie, there's movies, there's like painting, there's like writing literature, there's music. Um, I would argue video games are in there, but I'm not going to have that discussion right now. I think uh, music is probably one of the easiest for people to connect to because regardless of if you understand the intricacies or not, sometimes when you look at a painting, you're like, what in the world does this mean? Or you look at a really weird, convoluted poem and you're completely lost. Even if you don't understand the lyrics of a, of a song, the instrumentals and the way that it's made and the vocals can just like really touch you. And I think that's one of the most powerful things about music. Earlier this weekend, I was listening to a song from actually a movie called How's Moving Castle. Um, it's a movie by Studio Ghibli. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, and the title of the song is The Merry-Go-Round of Life. And that song, without a fail, makes me cry every time I listen to it. I, I can't help myself. It's just so incredibly happy and somber at the same time. And it's like, I also have a lot of nostalgia because of my childhood. I listen, I watch like Hayao Miyazaki movies a ton, especially House Moving Castle. I've seen it like 5 million times. So it always brings me back. And I think that speaks to the power of music in and of itself. Music just has the ability to connect different people from all different places from any time. And you can just listen to it and you're happy or you're really sad or sometimes music is really funny or it's really goofy i think of i don't know gummy bear <laughs> oh god that song is terrible but i think it's an amazing art form that doesn't get recognized enough and <laughs> i mean yeah it does get recognized enough there are things like the grammys which are just dedicated to music but sometimes people kind of like trash on you I think specifically parents, like I know my parents don't really enjoy me listening to music that much, but they also don't necessarily really understand how much it means to me. So I think if you're listening to music and it makes you happy, I think you should listen to it. Regardless of what genre or what artist it is, people might goof on you if you listen to stuff like Lil Xan or Little Pump or something like that. But if it brings you genuine joy, then it's not really their right to take that away from you because in the end, Music is an art, and however you want to interpret art is up to you. And no matter what, your interpretation is valid. So keep on bumping that total Xanarchy if you really want to. <laughs> yeah, so that was my little uh, spiel, spiel, spiel. Yeah, that was my little soapbox about music and how much I enjoy it. But uh, on to the next topic. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about school and just how goofy it is school is like such a strange establishment that creates such an interesting like environment for people i really i really like school 
maybe not the work, maybe not the classes, maybe not the stress, but just the environment of school is so incredible and it's super enjoyable for me. Um, I'm a super extroverted person, so uh, being alone isn't really my, my cup of tea. And so school is really the easiest way for me to be interacting with so many people at once because I have a ton of classes throughout the day. I have lunch. I have all these different groups of people I get to um, and, like interact with. And although um, in the classroom, interactions are kind of limited because you got to pay attention. You can't talk the entire time. And depending on how strict your teachers are, uh, you may not be able to do anything but actually pay attention. But outside of that, I think just being around all these different people and all these different personalities is really, really fun. Um, sometimes I'll walk um, through the hallways and I always I always take the longest route to my classes because my classes are usually very close to each other. Um, so I just take the extra time and really run it, <laughs> run it by the hair of my um, the hair of my nails to try to get into class. Um, so I always take the long route around the school and I just watch people and it's so interesting because all these different interactions are happening all at once and everyone's in their own little bubble and you can see that bubble burst every now and then when you bump into someone or something someone does directly affects someone else um, and sure it kind of can get annoying because there are those people in the hallways who uh, decide that it's an okay time to group up and talk about last night's football game in the middle of the hallway but that's that's really up to them I think that just seeing all this different all these different things happen simultaneously is really really amazing I've, I've said amazing a lot but I really think it is um, I think school also lends itself very well to teaching you a lot of things if you don't learn anything in pre-calc that's okay but in the end you'll still learn that you don't like pre-calc you'll also learn how to deal with things that you don't like and people that you don't like because regardless of how nice you are during the course of the school year you're going to run into someone who rubs you the wrong way or you may rub them the wrong way and there's really nothing you can do about that but learn from it you know i've had a lot of experiences where i tried to be the nicest person alive and i still try to do that to a degree and it causes me issues you know and i've learned from it so I just think that the entirety of school is just a great place to learn, if not about your subject of choice, about how to interact with people. Um, I think school can also be really funny because people make always, every time there's like a movie about high school, there's always the jokes about like cliques and stuff like that and how there's like the jocks, there's the nerds, there's the goths, like stuff like that, you know, the skater kids. And as much as I want to be really cynical and say, oh, that doesn't exist in the real world. People don't act like that. People aren't that one dimensional. It's kind of true. Um, people tend to separate themselves off into the groups that make them more comfortable. And that's just kind of human nature, you know? Um, if you walk around, and especially in the lunch, the lunch, like lunchroom, you'll see the different groups kind of split off. You'll see the people who are very extroverted or like, all the kind of people who are in football or in the same sport, they chill. All the people who are in the same kind of like social group, they chill. Kind of like people who go to like AP classes and stuff like that tend to hang out together. 
it's just that the type of activities you choose to go into you'll probably run into people who have the same interests and mindset as you so fundamentally things are just split up and that's the most enjoyable thing to watch in the entire world i love it the most walking through school and just seeing the kids with their skateboards and their beanies talking about stuff i have no idea what they talk about <laughs> or walking past some of the friends that i have and like giving them high fives in the hallways and they continue to walk and they were talking about some class that i'm not a part of cuz i'm kind of stupid <laughs> but things like that are very interesting because you can really see human nature at play it's like um it's like watching planet earth you know those documentaries are really interesting cuz they uh <laughs> they show all these goofy things about these animals and they always have that really serious guy in the background as you can see in the natural habitat this frog can uh jump a thousand meters or something like that and i always imagine uh, a guy like that commentating over school it's always really funny because the same things that you can apply to animals a lot of the time you can apply to people people are just well in the end we are animals so we do show some of the same qualities that animals do in the way that we look for mates we find rivals we just try to succeed and just by the way that nature works we get into kind of funny situations so i don't i don't really know what i'm talking about <laughs> it's i'm kind of tired right now and i'm kind of ranting on at this point so i think i actually might cut it off a little bit early but i just wanted to talk about school for a little bit cuz i i love it the most and if you're in my school and you know me i love you the most <laughs> if you're not in my school i still love you just want to let you know that Yeah, so I think that's going to be it for this week. I know that this episode is a little bit shorter, um only around 20 minutes. Um but that's okay cuz I'll make up for it next week when I have my guest along with me and we'll have some interesting conversations. I'll I'll keep who the guest is as a surprise, but you'll you'll see when when they come on here. So, uh that's all I have for today. Um I hope you had a good week. I hope you have a good weekend and uh also happy Thanksgiving. I totally forgot that Thanksgiving is coming up. Have a good Thanksgiving break if you're on break. If not, uh keep holding it out until Thanksgiving comes. Eat some turkey, um eat some stuffing, drink some Kool-Aid if you like Kool-Aid, I don't know. Do whatever. Do whatever makes you happy this Thanksgiving break. Get those good deals on Black Friday um and have a good one. <laughs> I'll see you next week with my uh new compatriot in crime when he comes onto the podcast. So, until then, have a good one. Bye.